Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Hey, everybody. It's a great day, and it's a great day for our LOM podcast because we have with us today none other than the executive director of the ELCA Youth Gathering, Molly Beck-Dean. She's a great friend of Lutheran camps and retreat centers. She's a great friend of youth and young adults across the ELCA. She's a great colleague for us in LOM. And Molly, thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. It's fun to talk with you. Oh, yeah. It's always fun to talk with you, Molly. And (laughs) here's here's the thing. Just before we get into um, some of the uh, content of our podcast, I was blown away by my experience at the Youth Gathering this past June. And like I have said to you and to many others, my last youth gathering before this was the LCA Youth Gathering in Miami Beach in 1965. <laughs> were, so you were uh, due. You were due for another gathering experience, Don. I, yeah, I was due. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But um, I will say this, that at that youth gathering, it was about 9,000 LCA kids from across the country. But it was there that for the very first time, I met the woman who became my wife. And still married after 49 years of marriage. Oh, I love that. But anybody who doubts the value of an ELCA youth gathering, (laughs) I can tell you, I've had a really, really great life farming experience oh i love that we've heard a few matchmaker stories over the years so that will add you to the list that's good (laughs) in any event of course everybody assumes that we met at camp like uh, so many other people but no we met at the youth gathering this year there were thirty-one thousand people at the youth gathering and to sit in that and to sit in the convention center or whatever it is uh, what's the name of that place that we were yeah energy center there and then yeah, later at the NRG stadium yeah. yeah with the the texas uh, the houston texans play football but to sit there and to be in the midst of thirty-one thousand people and to realize the vast majority of them are under 18 years of age and the mm-hmm. excitement and energy in that room absolutely incredible and i spent most of my time in the interactive learning center and yeah that, that's just incredibly impressive uh in the first place just because of the hugeness of it and the uh, number of people and the excitement every single day and the opportunity that we had the few of us representing lom to connect with every day, three days of connecting with 10,000 kids a day. Just, it was really, really amazing, really awesome and very impressive. So it's not your grandparents' youth gathering anymore. 
<laughs> so, um, Molly, thank you very much for the work that you do and, and, and for um, the way you have been so intentional about reaching out to all of us in Lutheran Outdoor Ministries since you have taken over at the helm of the youth gathering. Mm. I'm so grateful for that and so grateful for the partnership that we have and that kind of thing. So, okay. So now, Molly, now it's now, now you're going to do all the talking for the next hour or so. But, um, Molly, first of all, would you just tell us a little bit about your, uh, your journey and your call story to where you are now? And, uh, and a little bit of the background of where you've been and how it is that you got to where you are professionally now as director of one of the most uh, awe-inspiring ministries of the ELCA. I mean, I went to the gathering when I was a kid. I was a 17-year-old living in a small town in North Dakota and my congregation wasn't going to the gathering, but there was this kind of hodgepodge group of kids from all over the synod that were going. I said, why not? And so I got on a bus and went down to New Orleans for the 1997 gathering. And it was um, it was really transformational for me. And, you know, I kind of caught the church bug. I was I was a church nerd, you know, doing all the youth group things and all that back home. Um, but I think the gathering was one of the things that really solidified for me that God was calling me to work with kids um, and to work with kids specifically in the church and a ministry context. And so for me, it was a really kind of important you know, as you look at those those moments in your life um, when it comes to your call, uh, it was one of those moments for me. Uh, but never was it ever like a goal or a dream or anything to come and and to work for the gathering. I I actually thought I would end up working in outdoor ministry. Uh, I was a camp counselor and program coordinator for two summers during during college and just you know fell in love with with camp and I'd been as a kid but you just experience camp so differently when you're a young adult and that community and all that so I kind of thought that I would graduate from college and then you know I had a plan Bob Keener was going to make this job for me in southern Florida and I was going to go direct ministries in Miami and Key West I had the plan I had the plan Um, enough of that cold weather in North Dakota (laughs) yeah it was, it was, but I, I fell in love with Lutheran Outdoor Ministries of Florida. That's where I worked um, for two summers was, was LOMF. Luther Springs? Well, I was there the summer Luther Springs opened, but I worked um, mostly at the Key West Servant Camp. Oh my, I didn't realize that. And when you were in college, or first of all, as a kid, what was your, your childhood camp? I went to Red Willow Bible Camp. Red Willow, awesome. And then um, is that where you worked as a a camp staff? I worked uh, at LOMF. I worked in Florida. Oh, that was your camp, you were in college, your camp staff. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, and just, you know, loved that. And um, so went as a first year as a general counselor and then a second year as program coordinator for the Key West Servant Camp. Wow. And you survived Bob Keener? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I loved mom. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So I really thought, I mean, you know, that that's what I was going to do. Um, but I was also really involved in synodical youth ministries as a high school leader. And then um, even, you know, through college as a young adult leader. And so um, my senior year in college, I was kind of headhunted for a position that they were creating on synod staff out in Southeast Pennsylvania, the Philadelphia area synod, and went out there and just kind of interviewed on a on a whim, you know, kind of saying wherever the spirit blows and sat in an interview with the kids and adults of, of SEPA Synod. And, and I just knew like, it just, you know, that feeling where you just, yeah. it felt really right. And so um, I ended up going there yeah. after college and serving for 12 years. And that's where we met. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the old Project Connect days and um, yep. the Southeastern Pennsylvania Synod end up with offices at the seminary before you left. So yeah, yeah, I was there like, already at the seminary. Five or six years, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went there in 2002. Spring of 2002 is when I started in Southeast Penn. And, and you know what? Loved that ministry and was able to stay involved in outdoor ministries there. Was a part of um, Bear Creek Camp and, you know, served on their board of directors, you know, for a, a long time and, you know, kind of went through the the good times and the bad times and was a part of, of Dan's hiring team and just loved watching, you know, their camping ministry just bloom in all sorts of ways now. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's absolutely thriving. There's no doubt about that. Well, and Bear Creek camp also made me a camp mom. So that's (laughs) where, so now I've like, you know, I sent my, my first grader off to camp at Bear Creek. And so, you know, it's just kind of fun to go through all these different stages of, of camp life. (laughs) Well, I tell you, since I have been executive director of LOM, I have said to so many people, we could have no better friend than Molly Beck Dean running the youth gathering because you get it. You get what yeah. we're all about. And um, and that just is such a good thing. And you get it because you have so many personal experiences from different dimensions like that. So yeah. we uh, we're. We're glad you're doing what you're doing, Molly. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's well, it's a good gig. I know that you have a, a family. You have your own kids. You have a husband. Yeah. And I know you've got an incredibly demanding job. How do you juggle it all? You must get a lot of support from your family. Too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish that I, you know, could say I have found this perfect formula, you know, where everything just feels balanced and perfect. But I think, I mean, it doesn't. Some days are better than others. My, um, yeah, I have an amazing husband who gets how passionate I am about this ministry. And, um, you know, especially with the gathering, there's a lot of travel. And so we talked about that. Um, you know, before I accepted the position. And yeah, I mean, it's hard. But I mean, this is the first time in my life that I've been able to be home for dinner most nights, right? So working, working at the Synod, right, I I was gone, you know, tons of nights and, you know, some weekends and stuff. But at least now when I'm home, and I'm not on the road, you know, I can be home for dinner. I can go to the kids' choir concert at night or whatever. So there's trade-offs, but I have a family who is just 
pretty incredible and doesn't mean it doesn't get hard and mom's on the road a lot. But <laughs> well, we're grateful to them for the support they give you. Yeah. You can extend our thanks to them. So, Molly, what gives you the most excitement about the youth gathering itself? Is there any particular uh, part of the youth gathering that just gets you totally revved up even more than other parts of the youth gathering? I think, I mean, two things come into my brain when you say that. Um, the first is I get probably the most satisfaction of watching our volunteers in action. I mean, we have a, a small but mighty staff um, and the gathering certainly doesn't happen because of, you know, us, but it really happens because of all these volunteers who are just making it happen. And so that's what I love is just kind of watching, watching people fit into the roles that they've been called into. You know, my, my, everybody would ask, you know, what was your favorite part of the gathering? And, and it sounds kind of dumb, but every day at noon, um, the team leaders, there's, we have 15 different planning teams that make up the gathering and there's a, a leader for each team. Um, and so every day at noon, the team leaders would get together for 30 minutes, just, you know, touch base, laugh together, cry together, pray together. Um, and that was my my favorite part of the gathering because it just was amazing to watch these people who are essentially volunteers just lead with so much grace and love, um, both for God and for young people. That's my favorite part. But then I also, you know, am walking around interactive learning or watching as kids get off of their service buses or, you know, whatever it is in the stadium at night. And I just, I watch young people. I imagine what's going on in their hearts and in their heads. And I love just doing that partially because again, the gathering was really transformative for me. And so just to be able to think like, you know, what, what is God up to in these kids' hearts and heads tonight? And, you know, maybe it's a message that they heard from the stage that they just really needed to hear that, you know, God's love and God's grace was for them or that there's a place for them in this church. Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe it's an interactive learning partner that they met and talked with and had this aha moment of, Oh my gosh, maybe this is what I'm called to do with my life. You know, whatever it is for kids. I just love imagining, you know, looking at them running around and imagining what's happening inside of them. I can certainly resonate with all of that. And I, I shared a little bit when we began this podcast about the uh, excitement I felt in the room uh, sitting in the middle of 31,000 people. The speakers are incredible. Mm. They, they are just so articulate and well-spoken and inspiring. Yeah, just absolutely amazing. But I, I, the, the whole idea of the um, volunteers that all work to pull it off, and I found such hospitality in... Oh, good. As uh, somebody coming as an uh, as uh, part of the interactive learning space and not really knowing what I was doing and being able to ask questions and people being very patient with me and never a shortage of people to to ask and to look for directions from and that whole type of thing. So I can 
definitely affirm all of that. But Molly, um, when you now that you're um, uh, in the process of evaluating last June's gathering and getting ready for 2021, is anything forming up for you as burning issues for for the youth gathering as you start to think about 2021? Yeah, I mean, I think they're starting to be, you know, some stuff rattling around in my brain. Um, I try not to jump the gun too much, right? So um, two things usually really form the gathering at the beginning. Um, One is, of course, our host city. And so we'll spend some time learning more about Minneapolis and the kind of ministry they're doing, the kind of vibe that the city has. Um, But the other thing that was really formative last last cycle um, was we have hundreds of youth evaluations. And so, uh, you know, we really use those to pull apart, you know, what are the needs of kids today? What are the spiritual needs that that high schoolers have? And so we'll kind of pull from those two angles. and, uh, And then as we get closer to the gathering, you know, what's happening in our world? you know, what, what needs to be a part of the gathering story, because it is happening in our, in our world. And our kids are more aware than ever, you know, thanks to social media and news apps and all that. I mean, they're, they're plugged in. And so I think they want to know what does their church have to say about this, that, or the other thing. And so we'll kind of keep our ears open too, and, and make some last minute decisions. And by last minute, I say (laughs) in the last six months. (laughs) I love the, uh, comment of Jeff Sinibaldo on Facebook at one point. And he said, uh, shortly after the announcement of Minneapolis, uh, uh, just think in 2021, when the youth gathering is in Minneapolis, there'll be more Lutherans there than people. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) You have made uh, some really, really nice gestures to uh, reach out to Lutheran Outdoor Ministries and to uh, reach out to the people who worry most about whether their camp will have a sufficient enrollment and whether their budgets will balance and that type of thing. And you have been really good about reaching out to us and making sure that there's a a youth gathering presence at the LOR conference. I thought, I think it was so appreciated around the ELCA that the outdoor ministry curriculum and youth gathering had the same theme this year. That was huge. Oh, I I was so excited that that worked out. That was, you know, one of my favorite things this cycle. You know, drop my daughter Claire off at camp and to know that she was, you know, like going to be, I mean, you know, obviously it's done a little differently at camp than we did at the gathering, but, um, oh, I just love that. (laughs) So I'm representing a lot of people and saying, I hope that we can, just that one piece that we can have that yeah. again. But when you think of um, the collaboration of outdoor ministries and youth gathering, um, are there any specific areas that you would, that you feel um, youth gathering would benefit from uh, deeper collaboration in particular ways from camps and retreat centers in the ELCA. Anything we can be doing to help you and the whole youth gathering network for the youth gathering to be even more effective than it already is? 
I mean, I just love um, and really appreciate the ways that we've been able to, you know, kind of both deep and wide uh, this relationship with with LOM and the gathering, because it is really important for me that kids know about our camping ministry in our church and that that that's something that they should do as part of their faith journey, just just like the gathering. I think we, you know, we're getting some, we had some creative ideas, uh, you know, as far as working together this cycle. And I hope we can do some of those again, right? We had a camp who um, sent some of their counselors to be musicians at our pre-event, The Table, which is uh, for kids with disabilities. You know, so that's a great way they were able to, you know, send four of their, you know, musical camp counselors to us. Uh, I know you had uh, space and interactive learning, which was really important. And I think the more we can do to increase your your visibility there, the better. We've really appreciated, you know, some of your folks being on different teams. And I think um, obviously summer is a busy time for camp staff, but the more uh, you just bring such a richness I think camp staff bring such a richness to our teams. Um, We'll have an application process again, and I would love to see some more of our LOM friends apply to be parts of teams. Uh, Because again, it's just just a wisdom when it comes to, you know, program pieces and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I, I loved sharing the theme. And I think the more that we can just, you know, think together about ways to be involved. More and more camps are hosting transportation um, and finding that that's a good way. And so not only does that, you know, give them all sorts of exposure on the bus ride down and back, um, but then sometimes their staff are available to help volunteer with the gathering. And so then they get to, so that's, I mean, that's a, a win-win, I think, too, for, for folks. Yes. Many, many win-wins. And I know that we identified a couple of areas, LOM presence at the youth gathering at the Interactive Learning Center. One of the things we identified was um, that we, we wanted to make sure when kids were at the youth gathering that they, um, th- that they kept outdoor ministry as a high priority for their involvement throughout the rest of the time and um, and there were so many kids I mean I I can't tell you how many kids we talked who with who you know would say hey where are you from I we're from so-and-so and And, oh yeah um do you go to your camp there yeah we go to camp mucky muck Oh my gosh, what a great place. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we're yeah. you know, and it's that kind of thing that um that we um just had an opportunity to lifting up both with kids and with youth leaders, with with all the people who they're with with their youth groups, the adults, the idea of keeping in mind that working at camp in an other year. Yes would be uh, something that they might really enjoy and might be very beneficial in terms of the way their career starts yep. up and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the gathering is the largest gathering of young adults in our church too, at one place at one time. And so, right, like what would it look like for LOM to, to kind of think about this is, you know, our largest recruiting event of the year and, you know, plant some seeds and 
Um, well, and not only that, but all of the, you know, adult adults as well, you know, I mean, pastors and deacons and, you know, church professionals who are reconnecting with their camp at the gathering, both by research and conversation, we know, right, that a camp experience is one of the main things that, you know, people look back on as they maybe make a vocational decision to go to seminary or whatever. And so for the gathering to be a place for camps to reconnect with their alum, um, you know, I think there's, there's some power in that too. You know, the gathering, you know, we're open to, to, to trying new ways of, of connecting with camps, either individually, you know, like I said, oh, you know, a camp bus here or some counselors there, but also with with a whole network. And, and what does it really look like for these two large ministries, right? You have, a, what do you say, 122 camps. Um, and so the, the thousands and thousands of kids and adults that represents and then the gathering. I mean, that's we want to be good partners together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, you've already talked about a, a whole number of ideas for how the youth gathering can help our camps and retreat centers to be more, even more effective than they already are uh, and to be uh, collaborative. Are there any other specific uh, ideas that you would like to mention? Um, I think one of the areas that uh, we had some help with this year, but I think it could even grow next cycle, um, is we do write curriculum. And so Jesse from LOM helped us with some of that this year, but I think that that could be a place where LOM's experience could benefit um, us a little bit, is when we get to theme development and then we write, I mean, we wrote 12 lessons of getting ready materials this cycle um, and you have pros when it comes to writing Bible studies and, you know, community builder stuff. And so, um, you know, if there's people who are really into that uh, for high schoolers, I would definitely be interested in, in hearing from those folks. Yeah. Well, lots of good reasons for us to stay connected and to keep the ideas uh, generating and yeah. Well, and, and like I said, I mean, you know, I'm open to big ideas or small ideas. I know when I was with the LOM conference, gosh, it was almost three years ago now, um, we talked about the fact that the gathering straddles two camp weeks and how that is hard for some camps, um, especially with senior high weeks, but really whatever. And so we tossed around the idea of a, of a day shift. And so for 2021, we've moved the gathering to a Tuesday to Saturday, um, almost completely because of a big crazy idea, <laughs> you know, that, that popped up in a conversation. So I'm open to that kind of conversation. Really. Molly, that, that's huge that you were able to accommodate that change. And that's going to be uh, just uh, so well received throughout the whole outdoor ministry network. We okay. are really grateful. And another sign that you're listening to us and that you're serious about working together as ministry partners in all of this. So Absolutely. Really fantastic. Yeah. Well, we want to build each other up, right? Like I hope yeah. camp counselor or camp directors are telling kids to go to the gathering, just like I'm telling kids to, you know, go to camp and we have, yeah, it doesn't always have to be one or the other. I think it can be both and um, a lot of the times. And so we want to, we want to build each other up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Molly, um, we're going to see you at the gathering this year at the LOM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
with for the night. But you're going to be there for at least part of that time. Yep. The Byram Ranch in New Braunfels, Texas. And we'll be looking forward to seeing you then. And it, that will just be another great opportunity for all of our LOM members, individual members, to connect with you face-to-face and, and for you to connect with us. And we're looking forward to that. Anything you'd like to say in concluding this podcast? I don't know. I think one of the other um, curiosities I have as we go to Minneapolis is uh, how, you know, right, we have a bunch of Lutheran camps in and around Minneapolis, you know, within driving distance. And so what does it look like, you know, to have a, a partnership? We had a great relationship with the folks at Luther Hill for the 2018 gathering. And so I'd be really curious to talk to camps, you know, in and around the the Twin Cities um, to see, yeah, to just dream a little bit about what does it look like to be, in essence, a hosting camp in some ways. Um, I mean, Luther Hill was getting all sorts of inquiries from gathering participants for everything from, hey, can we stay at your place to do you have any work projects that need to be done? And so to get out in front of some of those questions with our local camps um, would be good to connect either at the at the conference in November or just, you know, in the months leading up to that. Well, we have 23 LOM camps and retreat centers in Minnesota. And we have another few that have primarily Twin Cities constituency in Wisconsin. Just over the border, right? Yeah. The possibility of that is really, really right. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, so many folks we think are going to be driving to this gathering. And so, I mean, what it would look like to, you know, create a pre event or a post event with LOM camps that, you know, hey, you could do, you know, a Boundary Waters trip or, you know, some kind of wilderness experience and tack on a few days. I mean, I think, yeah, we let the creative juices. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep all of these ideas percolating and talk some more. Well, Molly, thank you so much. Yes. The ministry, thank you for taking the time today. And we'll look forward to seeing you around the ELCA. And particularly look forward to seeing you at the LOM conference in November. And uh, you'll um, you'll very likely see quite a few LOM folks at the extravaganza. Oh, good. Yep. We'll be there too. <laughs> thanks, All right. All right, Molly. Thanks a lot. Right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page. So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.